This is a best of edition of Exposing Washington. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington, and it's in both parties. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. Now, of course, this puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. Be sure to visit AFR.net or wherever you get your podcast to hear past episodes. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Welcome to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. My name is Walker Wildman. Glad for you to glad to have you with us today on the show. Exposing Washington is the name of the show. My name is Walker Wildman, as the announcer just said there. A lot of news, a lot of content to cover for today's show. Uh, we're going to give you the latest of what's going on in Washington, D.C., what matters to you, what you should care about, because we got a lot of noise out there in the media. And if you're not careful, you'll get caught up in the noise and you'll have no idea what's going on, the things that really matter uh, that are going on in Washington, D.C. And so we'll we'll break that down today on the show. A couple ways to keep up with the show is to first visit our website, AFR.net. AFR.net is the name of the show. And uh, I'm not the name of the show. AFR.net is the website. Exposing Washington is the name of the show. But you can catch our podcast there on our website, AFR.net. You can also listen live there. So various ways to keep up with the show. Lastly, you can uh, download the app. Just uh, go to your app store, type in AFR. You can download the AFR app. And all the the vast majority of the shows you hear on AFR, you can find there on the app or on the website, AFR.net. So a lot of, lot of ways to keep up with us on the Internet. And, of course, we got radio stations in 32 states, 180 radio stations in 32 states, all across the country. So various ways for you to uh, stay stay up to date on American Family Radio. A couple of uh, good news items out of uh out of the court system, the federal court system that is. Two uh two big cases that we've seen uh victories on this past week and by the way in a few minutes we're going to jump into this coronavirus President Trump, Washington D.C., Congress. What's going on up there? Uh, you know what 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 is true about this? Is it something to be concerned about? Is President Trump responding uh, correctly to it? We're going to get into all that and and help clarify some things. But the two court victories that I wanted to talk about briefly. First, President Trump had a uh, or the Department of Justice rather had a victory. When it comes to, uh, in a federal court level, when it comes to Title X funding, what is Title X funding? That's basically the uh, grant or the Medicaid reimbursement program, which, uh, I'm sorry, the the grant program, which accounts for roughly $60 million uh, through Title X. Title X is just a section in the federal uh, code. And Title X, the Title X funds historically have been used to fund groups like Planned Parenthood. They would apply for these grants and then they would get them for the most part. Well, President Trump wrote an executive order stating, this was over a year ago, that 
in order to qualify for Title X funding, you must not perform abortions or be linked to a group that performs abortions, which, if enforced, would prevent Planned Parenthood from using these Title X funds. And President Trump, after a long-fought court battle, won that in at a U.S. appeals court this past Monday. The 7-4 to four ruling, this was, <laughs> listen to this, folks. Guess where this was? This was in the Ninth Circuit, one of the most liberal and out-of-control courts historically in our country. President Trump won 7-4 to four in the Ninth Circuit allowing the administration to begin uh, enforcing the rule which prevents Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers, those who are facilitating the killing of our unborn children. President Trump and his administration are blocking those, our, our, our federal tax dollars from going to those groups. So good news there out of the Ninth Circuit, and President Trump is actually on his way to flip the Ninth Circuit. If you would have said that six years ago, I would have said you were crazy. But President Trump is on his way to flipping the Ninth Circuit and making it a constitutional conservative uh, circuit. The second victory is regards sanctuary cities. This was in another federal court. But basically, President Trump and his administration have tried to block federal funding through the Department of Justice to sanctuary cities, cities who do not want to cooperate with the federal government when it comes to our immigration laws. The Department of Justice won at the court level, at the federal court level, again, meaning that they can block funds to uh, sanctuary cities, which are lawless cities who do not want to cooperate with our federal government when it comes to the laws that govern our land. Two victories uh, going on right now this week across the country. So good news there. Shifting gears, I want to jump into this coronavirus and what's going on uh, and, uh, across the world, really, and now what what's going on in our country? The this basically broke out eh, probably a couple months ago, two months ago, maybe eight weeks ago. Um, late December, early January is when this really started to get uh, the attention of people, and it it originated in China, Wuhan, China as far as we know. And this coronavirus, from what we can tell, which it's relatively new, there's not really much research on it, but it's basically just a a cold, if you will, or a flu. And yes, it can be more severe, uh, as the, the researchers and the scientists and the doctors say. It can be more severe. It can kill people just like the flu can. Um, but I think what what's causing the concern here is that it's new. People don't know much about it. We're not really sure exactly how to treat it. There's not many, there's not any medicines out there that really tamp it down, like you have Tamiflu, for example, where you can take Tamiflu once you've been diagnosed with the flu and you can get well in about 24 to 48 hours. This is a little bit of a, of a different animal. The mortality rate is hovering about 2 to 2.5%, which is 2.5 out of a two. You can't have two and a half people, but you get the point. Two to three people out of every hundred 
uh, die from this virus. So, but if you watch the media, if you watch the media, you would think that the world is ending. If you watch CNN, MSNBC, and the others, even some of this coverage on Fox, if you watch this stuff over the past few weeks, you would absolutely think that half of the world's population is is basically done. You can just hang it up. Half of us are gone. We're done. We're all going to get this thing and the world's going to end. But that's not actually what's going on. Now, I'm not trying to downplay this because it's pretty serious from every indicator that I've read. But it's not let's go ballistic and sink our economy over this. And so there's my concern here is that, and I've got cases of this that I'm going to play, my concern here is that as shameful as this is, the Democrats are already beginning to weaponize this coronavirus outbreak, which is China's problem. This originated in China, and we're going to talk about whether it was released or whether it was, oops, accidentally released this virus out of a bio a bio uh, containment lab. But the media and the Democrats are already beginning to blame President Trump for this. How they can do that logically, I have no idea, but they're doing it. The New York Times put out this absolutely shameful article saying that we need to just call this the Trump virus. These people are sick. They will use any and every opportunity, even if there is absolutely no connection, they will use any and every opportunity to put things back on President Trump. Not to mention, it was actually a month ago that President Trump shut down our our borders to people from coronavirus-stricken countries. And listen to this article from four weeks ago. This is a, quote, expert. And I'm not undermining and, and disrespecting experts, but sometimes they just they talk too much. Listen to what this, quote, expert said. This was four weeks ago when President Trump shut down travel from China. This expert by the name of, let's see. No, this is this is an actual congressperson. This is a a Democrat. This was during um, a during a hearing in Washington, D.C., and it would help if the Politico who wrote this article would actually put the full name of the congressperson. Nonetheless, I'll, I'll figure it out his name in a minute. But the last his last name is Barra, B-E-R-A. He's on the House Foreign Affairs Subcommittee. And here's what he had to say about President Trump uh, blocking travel from China four weeks ago. Quote, we shouldn't have an antagonistic relationship with the Chinese. We should be working hand in hand. He went on to say that the travel ban, quote, probably doesn't make sense since the outbreak has already spread to various countries. 
He went on to say that mandatory mandatory quarantines, quote, may be overkill, end quote. So the reason I bring this up is because these are the same people who are now saying that, well, President Trump just doesn't know what he's doing. He's not handling this very well. He's not taking it serious enough. When four weeks ago, some of the same people were saying, oh, we don't need to cut off travel from China. It's okay. Let's just leave our borders open. Let's bring in all the Chinese we can. And then they're somehow equating this to being discriminatory or antagonistic towards the Chinese people. So somehow, if we want to protect our country from this unknown virus, then we're being antagonistic. These are the same people who do not understand the national security threat that the Chinese government poses on the U.S. Even setting this virus aside, the Chinese, are they're all around bad people. The leaders there in that country are all around bad people. They run a totalitarian dictatorship, little freedom at all. But when you listen to these experts and these politicians, you would think that China is just this angelic nation that we all need to look towards, when that's absolutely not the case. Shifting into talking about who beyond these experts is trying to politicize this coronavirus outbreak, I want to play clip one. This is Tom Steyer, the wannabe Democrat nominee for president on a talk radio show talking about how this coronavirus is going to be President Trump's Katrina. Clip one, let's listen. Okay, let's be clear. (laughs) You and I both know I started Need to Impeach because this is the most corrupt president in American history. Mm -hmm. But that's not the point here. He's incompetent. He's absolutely incompetent. He absolutely stripped the Center for Disease Control of its uh, money and of its capability. He's months late on this, Dean. This is a huge deal. And he's turning it over to Mike Pence? I can't be more scared. Look, he is incompetent. This is a much bigger deal than I think people in the United States understand in terms of how many people are going to be infected and how much economic impact it's going to have. Trump is incompetent. He is doing a terrible job on this. The Republicans were up in arms about the Ebola crisis. And President Obama dealt with it masterfully. But he believed in analysis. He believed in science. He was on top of it. We were sending our scientists over to Africa to try and get ahead of the problem. He really led the world on controlling the Ebola epidemic. So it didn't really become much of an epidemic. And in the United States, it didn't become much of anything at all. That's not what's happening here. Mr. Trump is way late. Mm-hmm. He has no capability. He's incompetent. It's, it's actually, I think this is a huge, huge deal because this is like George W. Bush with the uh, hurricane and flooding down in New Orleans. Right. A total executive failure by an incompetent executive. Well, there you have it. Uh, wait no longer to turn what is a China problem, what is a China problem, let's turn this into a Trump problem, even though it's not. That's what these people do. They're twisted. They're sick. They will use any and everything. They will use the suffering of people for political gain. 
That's what Tom Steyer is doing there, and that's probably why he's at 2% in the polls. The congressman that I quoted a few minutes ago, his name is Congressman Ami Bear, Bara, B-E-R-A. This congressman is from California, and he chairs the House Foreign Affairs Subcommittee. And he was the one saying, we don't need the travel ban. Quarantines might be overkill. But listen to this. These are the same people that if we don't do a travel ban and we don't do quarantines, they'll be saying, well, Trump should have tightened down. He should have done more. This is a lose-lose for President Trump. This is what makes these people so sick. It doesn't matter what he does. If he takes, if he goes above and beyond and is overly precautionary, well, then he's discriminating against Chinese people. And if he doesn't do that, then they say he's putting the health and safety of the U.S. at risk. There is literally no way to win here with these people. And speaking of being deceitful and lying and turning things in for political gain, the Associated Press fact-checked couple of Democrats this week, when they claimed on the debate stage this past week, these are Democrats, so former Vice President Joe Biden, former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg, they were both on the debate stage and they both blamed President Trump for blocking money and resources to the CDC and the National Institutes of Health, NIH. They said that he's defunded the CDC etc. <laughs> when in reality, he has done none of the above. Has he recommended in budget proposals that we decrease wasteful spending to the CDC and the NIH? Yes, he has. And I'm in favor of that because they're spending millions and billions of dollars on studies that have no relevance to our country's health. But the Associated Press discovered that the CDC's budget this past year was more than enough. And the recommended budget cuts that President Trump recommended didn't even go into place. The CDC's operating basically under roughly the same budget year over year. And so, but... Here are these Democrats are. They get to go on the debate stage, lie to the American people, and say that President Trump is gutting the CDC. Our country's in danger. But in reality, they've got the same budget that they had under Obama, if not more money. So this idea that President Trump is cutting money to the CDC, which I think probably should be done eventually, that is absolutely a falsehood. Another Democrat who... Spared no time blaming President Trump. Let's listen to Nancy Pelosi and listen to this closely, folks, because Nancy Pelosi here, she's about to sound absolutely shocked that there could be such thing as a private solution to this coronavirus outbreak. Clip two, let's listen. We think it's important to make that point because of what Secretary Azar said yesterday. We, want, we would want to ensure that we can work to make it affordable, but we can't control the price because uh, we need the private sector to invest. Really? Um, that, that's 
this, this would be a vaccine that is developed with the taxpayer dollars uh, to, uh, uh, again, prevent. And we think that should be available to all, everyone, not dependent on big pharma. I guess yesterday when the secretary made that st- ill-advised statement, he was wearing his pharma hat that he wore before he came here. And then, Well, there you have it, Nancy Pelosi there sounding absolutely shocked that there could be such thing as a private solution, a private, privately produced and funded vaccine for the coronavirus. She sounds absolutely shocked. How could there be such a thing? And you want to know why she sounds like that? That's because the, the Democrats, all they know is government. That is their God. So if government can't do it, then it can't be done. If government can't pay for it, then it can't be done. If government can't produce it, then it can't be done. You want to know why they want government to do it? So that they can control it. So that the puppet masters in Washington, D.C. can control it. And Big Pharma is virtually funding every lawmaker's campaign when it comes to election cycle. Now, there are exceptions. But when you look across the board at the people like even Nancy Pelosi, the vast majority of these congressional leaders get donations from super PACs that are set up by pharmaceutical companies. And for somehow to act like Nancy Pelosi's all has this righteous indignation towards big pharma, Who are you kidding? And not to mention, I think the idea that the Trump administration is looking at private, someone privately producing this and having private investors fund it is actually not a bad idea. Now, do you get into the possibility of price gouging and things like that? Sure you do, but there can be steps taken to prevent that. But the Democrats know nothing else other than government solutions to our problems, which don't work. And so the Trump administration is looking at actually having private investors put up money to get this virus funded, built, in place, which would actually save American taxpayer dollars. But no, we can't do that. we got to have the government pay for it. got to have the government do it from step one to final step. Back to what I wanted to talk about, about this uh, coronavirus. Just so we know, this virus broke out in Wuhan, China. And the, the government, the Chinese communist government and their media propaganda arms tried to claim that, oh, this, this broke out in a seafood market. It broke out in a seafood market. There was just a bat, some bad meat in a seafood market, and that's where it came from. Well, they wait about three weeks later, and then they say, well, that's not really true. That's not what happened. We're not really sure where this came from. I can pretty much tell you where this came from. I'm not 100%, but I'm, right, I'm hovering around 95% certain where this came from. It just so happens to be that China has this bio laboratory 
here's what it's technically called, the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It's a laboratory run by the Chinese government. And just guess which one of the viruses that they were handling there, they were testing there, they were exploring. Oh, the coronavirus, (laughs) amongst others. But one of the top viruses that they were testing there in this laboratory, uh, just about four miles away from this, uh, quote, seafood market. It's this uh, laboratory. So could it be, is it far-fetched to think that this thing might have accidentally got out of this laboratory and made its way into the city? Who knows? We don't know yet because the Chinese government won't tell us. But if you even bring up that idea in the media, they go ballistic. It's a conspiracy theory that's unproven, blah, blah, blah. But then you ask them, you ask uh, the, 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 the media, where do, you, where do you think it came from? And they go, well, I don't know. Or they puppet, the they parrot the uh, Chinese government propaganda that it came from the seafood market, even though that's widely debunked. I think we could find out at some point, if China will be honest with us, that this coronavirus accidentally was accidentally or purposefully, who knows, released from this laboratory just about three or four miles from the, the seafood market or the fresh meat market. We could, we could uh, find out that it was released from there accidentally, and that's why we have what we have today. Senator Josh Hawley, uh, another thing I want to bring up is Senator Josh Hawley this week introduced a bill aimed at securing our supply chains, our medical supply chains, aimed at securing them to where the U.S. is not so dependent on Chinese production for our medical supplies. Because if you've been keeping up with this, we're actually, there are some concerns here. And a lot of this concern is not just related to the virus itself, but the, the effects of it, such as the disruption in the supply chain. Because uh, many people don't know this, but over 150 U.S. Uh, uh, FDA approved drugs and prescriptions come from China. They're produced in China. And we're already seeing some disruptions in the supply chain for those drugs that come to America. President Trump has been pounding on this for years that we're too dependent on China. And this situation, as devastating as it is, nobody wishes this on anyone. This situation might actually wake America up to how wrongly dependent we are on China for everything are the the, the very important things like medical supplies and prescription drugs. We should not be that reliant. Just like we're 100% energy independent now, we're producing more oil oil than we need, and natural gas, we need to do the same thing with medical supplies and other vital products and services to keep our country safe and independent. Exposing Washington American Family Radio, visit our website, AFR.net, to keep up. We'll see you next week.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.